Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, as we move on in our current series, Doctrines of Demons and the Great Falling Away, so far we have covered gay theology and universalism. Today, we will embark on the next doctrine of demons on our list, which is Satan's lie, that there is no hell. We will combat this deadly falsehood primarily by looking to Lord Jesus, the living word, and what he had to say about hell's reality. While he was preparing to go to the cross to shed his holy and priceless blood, to ensure that no man or woman would ever have to go there. We will also look to other portions of Holy Scripture to shine the light of truth upon this very important subject, which holds within it the balance of eternity, either with the God of love in heaven or in hell's abyss with Satan and his militia of demons. And as we sort through the nuggets of revelation that provide wisdom and understanding, it becomes evident that in eternity past, there are events that took place which we do not have complete knowledge of, such as where and how evil actually originated. And while we are given partial understanding by God's word, I believe that it is safe to say that most people do not really comprehend to the depths or full parameters of what evil actually entails or why its elimination required the Son of God to step down from his deity, to suffer, die, and be raised again unto eternal life, in order for mankind to be delivered from evil's deadly grip. With God's eventual plan for evil and all the deadly destruction that it holds within it to be forever eradicated. What we do know for certain by way of God's written and infallible word of truth is that Lucifer, who was a created angelic being, was consumed by evil when pride entered into him and he rebelled against his creator. Evil can then be defined at its core as anything and everything that is in opposition to or rebellion against the Lord God Almighty. His goodness, His perfection, and His final authority over all things in heaven and in the earth. Not only did Lucifer persuade a third of the angelic host to join him in his mutiny against the one true and only God of all creation, but he also persuaded Adam and Eve to join his ranks as well. Therefore, every man and woman that has been born from our first parents' corrupted seed has been born with evil laced throughout their spiritual DNA. This fact is confirmed in the words of Jesus as he addressed those who did not believe in him. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning, and it does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. This divine proclamation underscores the mandate of Jesus that offers escape for fallen man from the grip of evil 
and its consequence of eternal death, where in John 3, 3, Jesus also proclaims, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Only those who have become partakers of the new birth, miracle of regeneration, within their sin-deadened spirits, through the blood atonement sacrifice of Jesus Christ the Savior, will be guaranteed eternal life and the assurance that hell will never have them. For they will spend there forever in heaven with the Father and His beloved Son, who gave His all in payment for sin's debt of eternal death. All who reject this gift of amazing grace will spend eternity in hell, and they will have no defense or accusation against the living God of love, saying that He is unfair or unjust, because He gave His only begotten Son to suffer an excruciating death, taking sin's punishment of death upon Himself on our behalf, so that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life, as promised in John 3.16. The doctrine of demons that promotes the lie that there is no hell presents a blockade to those who God desires to ransom from hell's torment. For if a man does not believe in hell's reality, he will not realize his need for a Savior either and will end up suffering the consequences of his unbelief and rejection of God's way of escape, with his final destination being forever in the very place that he denied was real. I wonder how many then will anguish forever, wishing that they had believed in Jesus Christ the Lord, and run to him for forgiveness while his dispensation of grace was made available to them. To solidify the scriptural proof of hell's existence, please allow me to share a commentary written for Crosswalk Ministry entitled, What is Hell According to the Bible? Where they write, Hell is a place of sorrow and torment. This truth is seen throughout both the Old and New Testaments. The Bible clearly and explicitly teaches that hell is a real place to which the wicked and unbelieving are sent after death. Hell is an infinite and eternal death that man has been destined to because of original sin that was passed down to us by the corrupted seed of our first parents. Therefore, by default, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God as confirmed in Romans 3.23. And mankind proves that to be true by our own actions. Even the best of us have at some point told a lie to protect ourselves, even though we called it a fib. We covet, we lust, we steal, and we murder, some in the actual act, while others within our hearts. Christ spoke a great deal about hell. He describes Gehenna as a place where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched in Mark 9:43-48. He spoke several times about weeping and gnashing of teeth for those who are cast into outer darkness in Matthew 18:12. Jesus also gives the parable about inhabiting a place of torment in Luke 6:28. In actuality, Lord Jesus spoke about hell more than anyone else in the scriptures.
Some people try to avoid the idea of hell by saying that God is a God of love, and he won't let any of us perish. A loving God, they say, would not send people to a horrible hell. But God is a just and holy God, as confirmed in Romans 2.11. And he does not send anyone to hell. Man paves his own way to eternal destruction by rejecting the free gift of amazing grace and the blood atonement sacrifice of his only begotten Son. Another argument is that not everyone has heard of Christ, but God's word says that they are still held accountable. For in Romans one twenty it is written, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. And although we can't be sure exactly where hell is, by God's unadulterated word of truth, we can be sure that it does exist, and that it is a literal place of real and forever torment. There are dozens of descriptions of hell, but there are four common threads. It is a place of death, darkness, torment, and being separated from the God of love, which will be the greatest torment of all. It is described in several ways, including Gehenna, a Greek term borrowed from a literal burning garbage dump near Jerusalem that always refers to hell, a place of torment as spoken by Jesus in Matthew 5.30, Sheol, a Hebrew term that describes the grave or death. Hades, a Greek term that refers to hell as a place of torment in Luke ten fifteen, The lake of fire, the final abode of unbelievers, and the final place for Satan and his demons. Realm of darkness, where the unbelieving are described as being thrown into eternal darkness. Scripture also describes hell as eternal fire in Matthew twenty five forty one unquenchable fire in matthew three twelve shame and everlasting contempt in daniel twelve two a place where the fire is not quenched in mark nine forty four to forty nine a place of torment and fire in luke sixteen twenty three to twenty four everlasting destruction in second thessalonians one nine a place where the smoke of torment rises forever and ever in revelation fourteen ten to eleven and a lake of burning sulphur where the wicked are tormented day and night forever and ever in revelation twenty ten those who have been born again through the miracle of regeneration within their sin-deadened spirit and are now the blood-bought children of the Most High God, will never have to fear hell, because Jesus took the punishment that we deserved upon himself. But everyone who has rejected Jesus and stubbornly remained in their unbelief and hardened heart, or has tried to enter in by another way but through him, who alone is the way and the truth and the life, will stand before the white throne judgment to receive the punishment of forever separation from the God of love, who gave his everything to spare them from the fires of hell's destination, 
where torment and everlasting darkness will be their eternal dwelling. Those who end up in hell will know that their punishment is just and that they alone are to blame, as outlined in Deuteronomy 32, 3-5. Understanding that hell is a real place and that there are many who will go there, because they would not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved, as recorded in Second Thessalonians 2.10. And they were never born again of the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, which Jesus made certain was mandatory to eternal life, only makes our salvation security in our beloved Savior all the more wonderful, blessed, and glorious enhancing God's love for us and our love for him in return. Surely we should be on our knees every minute of every day with forever gratitude. The bottom line is this, beloved, that Jesus is a loving and forgiving Savior who desires that none would perish. But in his holy and righteous judgment, he will bring vengeance against his enemies and all who have chosen evil over his everlasting love and amazing grace. In Psalm 1, 1-6, it is written, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree, firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. In the end, beloved, all things will be made known in the fullness of God's inscrutable perfection, with no one being able to bring any accusation against the God of all creation. For He is good, He is mighty, He is the Lord our God. Not only has He saved His own from hell's forever torment, He has saved us too Himself which is the greatest wonder of it all. For in him is everything life-producing, beautiful, glorious, and good. In closing, I leave you with love's invitation as beckoned in Isaiah 55, 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous person his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Praise his name forever. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006 or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com